0: Welcome to Talking News. We are delighted to have you with us listening to our presentation by members of the Beach Street Center, Marion, Martha, and Jonathan. We will be reading local news and happenings from the community newspaper. Weekend commuter rail may stop. Service for disabled riders could also be suspended a year. By Andy Metzger, MBTA weekend commuter rail service and transit services for individuals with disabilities are on the menu of potential service cuts. Governor Charlie Baker's administration is considering to help close a $42 million gap in the transit agency's $2 billion budget. This is really about resetting the MBTA's budget in a way that is financially sustainable, not just for fiscal 2018, but over time. Transportation Secretary Stephanie Pollack said before a presentation to the T's Fiscal and Management Control Board, March 13th, we need to ask questions, hard questions, about we want, what we want to run. Suspending weekend service for a year and making capital upgrades to the rail lines during that time would save the MBTA ten million T officials set. Another option under consideration is suspending for one year premium trips on the ride. The Ts transit service for people with disabilities, which would save $7 million, according to the T. The premium trips are those not mandated by the Americans with Disabilities Act and include journeys outside of the MBTA's core area, more than three-quarters of a mile from active bus and subway service. The proposed service cuts would likely encounter resistance from people who use premium trips on the ride and weekend rail service. If the TE decides to move forward on these cuts, there would need to be additional processes followed, according to Pollock, who envisioned a public conversation about the budget over the next month. Other proposed savings could be obtained by outsourcing repair work and customer service along with expected new revenue from ads and a Keola's commuter service plus plan to boost revenue on the commuter rail both through promoting railway commuting and enforcing fare collection. These are the things that have been left that haven't been done yet. And there's a $42 million gap to fill, Pollock said, describing a menu of options for balancing the budget. We definitely need to tap at least some of these options. The T has also sketched in a $7 million increase for strategic operations hires that could be made if other savings are realized. In general, the T plans to keep headcount flat. Baker has proposed $187 million for the T on top of other long-term state subsidies through the annual budget. If the T closes its structural budget gap, those proposed additional dollars could be poured into capital repairs or could be spent on enhancing other areas of the operating budget. Pollock said the control board wanted to see what a balanced budget would look like, but the board could decide to devote some of the expected $187 million toward existing operating expenses. Jonathan? Jonathan?
1: Parking meters activated by Joanna K. Suvalis. Belmont Center's beautification project is now complete, but the pay-by-license plate parking stations have been covered in plastic for more than a month while waiting for signage to be installed. On March 28th, visitors to Belmont Center have the opportunity to use these new parking stations which will allow for 30 minutes of free parking and the ability to pay for up to an additional hour for a total of 90 minutes per day on Leonard Street. The stations will accept cash and credit card payments. Patrons will be required to input their license plate number, even if they intend to only take advantage of the 30-minute free period. The Claflin Street municipal parking lot located behind Leonard Street will still offer several free two-hour parking spaces as well as metered parking spaces for $1 per hour. Credit card and cash payments are accepted there as well. I think the meters will be good. The turnover rate of cars in the center will be continuous, so more customers will find spaces to park and shop, said Jerry Dickhout owner of Champions Sporting Goods, and president of the Belmont Center Business Association. Charlotte Trilling, owner of Terra Firma, expressed concerns about the effect the new meters will have on encouraging shopping in Belmont Center. Parking program initiatives by town management continued to move in the wrong direction for an improving or even sustaining a healthy r- retail sector. Financial revenues from these programs are senseless when overall it is severely jeopardizing the town's ability to maintain a retail sector, she said. Trilling said she is also concerned the town has employed an additional parking enforcement employee to monitor parking activity after 5 p.m. and enforce parking time and restrictions with parking tickets. It is not like the center hasn't been hit so severely with loss of foot traffic with simultaneous chaos of uh, town and commercial property reconstruction projects. We need programs that make sense financially and are contributing to the development of a customer-friendly center, said Trilling. Selectman Chairman Mark Palillo, Palillo said the parking stations will create turnover in spaces on Leonard Street so local businesses' customers will be able to find parking more easily. Although, he said, it is unclear at this point how much revenue will be generated from the new parking meters, the town will use that revenue as, as well as the revenue generated in the Claflin Street lot to maintain the parking lots in Belmont Center and other capital needs for the center.
2: Celebrating All Things Floral by Rebecca Richards. The town of Belmont has a rich history as a farming community, but what's lesser known today is that it was once also a thriving commercial flower growing center. In the 20th century, Belmont had numerous commercial greenhouses with well over 100,000 square feet of growing space, providing flowers for customers throughout the region. Most notable among these flower growers was Walter Lank, whose business Belmont Gardens at its, peak ship, at its peak shipped out over 8,000 flowers daily to places in New England and beyond. Lank's legacy also includes having developed the Belmont Gardenia, so named after his home, and the first flower to ever receive a U.S. patent. Though no longer a flower-growing center, Belmont still includes a, a remaining greenhouse traced back to the Underwood family and a popular community garden at Rock Meadow that both speaks to the town's past. With such an important floral and gardening history, it seems only fitting that the Belmont Gallery would partner with the Belmont Garden Club and the Belmont Public Library to present Art Blooms in Belmont a new exhibit that celebrates all things floral and botanical. The original idea for the show was first proposed by several members of the Belmont Garden Club who reached out to Peter Strasirio, director of the Belmont Public Library, to discuss their idea for a floral-themed exhibit they hoped to have at the Belmont Gallery of Art. Once informed of community interest in the show, The BGA quickly agreed to collaborate with the Garden Club and the Library to have the Art Blooms in Belmont exhibit become a reality. Flowers, plants, and nature have long been favorite subjects for artists, so the Belmont Gallery of Art was not surprised when it received over 150 submissions once its call for exhibit, exhibit entries was announced. The 100 pieces ultimately chosen for the show represent a variety of traditional and non-traditional art-making approaches to the theme, including mosaics, printmaking, painting, textiles, sculpture, and photography, resulting in an eclectic celebration of all things floral and botanical. In addition to the Garden Blooms in Belmont exhibit, The BGA also said it would help produce a weekend of free special events for the community on-site at the BGA, including a creative self-publishing talk, a flower arranging demonstration, and an origami flower workshop. In addition, the library offered to host another Art Blooms in Belmont books and plants craft-making event. The library is proud to partner with the Belmont Garden Club and the Belmont Gallery of Art for Art Blooms in Belmont, said Peter Struzzerio, director of the Belmont Public Library. We are excited to be a part of the creative programming that is part of this special exhibit. A major highlight of Art Blooms in Belmont exhibit will be the companion live floral arrangements inspired by select pieces of exhibit art and designed by Belmont Garden Club members. Visitors will get to see how each of 18 floral artists interpreted art on display through flowers and other plant material. Club's floral arrangements will be on display during Art Blooms in Belmont special weekend, March 30th to April 2nd.
0: Martha? Watertown. Sayat Nova continues 30th anniversary celebration by Dana Forsyth. Sayat Nova Dance Company of Boston, founder Apoor Asian, may have founded the Watertown-based dance company over 30 years ago, but with every show of Aishin's still is in the thick of things, practicing and performing. This week, Sayat Nova Dance Company, SNDC, celebrated its 30th anniversary with a gala in Boston and a follow-up anniversary performance at Waltham High School. The company, which takes its name from a famous 18th-century Armenian poet and musician, Sayat Nova, got its start in January 1986. Over the years, Asian, who lives in Belmont with his family, has traveled back and forth between Massachusetts and Armenia, studying with various dance ensembles and building his craft. Born in Syria and raised in Lebanon, Ashian immigrated to the United States in 1970. After graduating from the Cambridge public school system, He majored in physical education at Northeastern University in Boston. According to Asian, the purpose of the company is to enrich the lives of the younger generation to keep them in touch with their Armenian heritage roots, traditions, and culture. Currently, Sayat Nova Dance Company has 56 dancers, and the numbers vary from year to year. The company's 30th anniversary performance is called The Journey Continues and is dedicated to SNDC's hometown of Boston. Besides U.S. dancers rehearsing for countless hours to make the show a success, our directors and our executive and costume committees work tirelessly to ensure that everything runs smoothly, for us both during and outside of our performances, Asian said. According to Asian, the S.N.D.C.S. has become an important part of the community in Waltham and Watertown, thanks to their mission of keeping Armenian culture alive. Armenians have been living in this community and contributing to its overall success for decades he said we are so proud that this dance company exists and is able to be a tool for us to share our vibrant armenian culture with community we are extremely thankful for this community's unwavering support for 3 decades ashian said sayat nova feels like one big family, with its members always looking out for each other. In a sense, this community is part of our family, too, he said. This year especially, he said, members of the company feel like they have a lot to be proud of. We have practiced for countless hours in order to perform on a two-week tour in Armenia, in which we danced for the Armenian military and later hosted our own show at the prestigious Opera House, he said. In addition, the company performed at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade last November. Jonathan?
1: Guiding Principles are of Driving Force in Community Partnerships by Joanna Suvalis. Community involvement is one of Belmont Savings Bank's seven guiding principles, the standards its employees are committed to upholding. The bank, which has branches in Belmont, Watertown, Cambridge, Waltham, and Newton, participates in more than 50 events in the communities it serves each year, volunteering approximately 600 hours. Hal Toven, Vice President and Chief Operating Officer, said the bank, which has been an institution in Belmont since 1885, looks for charitable opportunities with organizations they can partner with and projects which keep giving back to the community for years to come, such as the Underwood Pool, Joey's Park, and future press box at Belmont High School Stadium it has helped fund. Belmont Savings Bank is also a big supporter of the, Bel- of the foundation for Belmont education programs such as the Annual Outstanding Teacher Awards, which recognizes a teacher from every school in the district each year. Hundreds of nominations are collected each year. The bank helps fund a community-wide reception and awards ceremony to honor the exceptional educators selected each year. With the generous financial support of Belmont Savings Bank Foundation, the FBE, it has funded curriculum enrichment programs, professional development for teachers, textbooks, and education technology in all of Belmont's public schools, said Elizabeth Dustin, president of the FBE. When a bank gets too big, it loses touch with its communities. It becomes a network bank and can't operate at a community level. That's what differentiates us, says Tovin. For the past three years, during the holiday season, Belmont Savings Bank branches collected gifts through their Giving Tree program to benefit the Home for Little Wanderers. Kayla Murphy, assistant, vice president, and marketing officer, came up with the idea for the program. The most rewarding piece is seeing a lot of your effort to come to life and the fact that it makes people happy and gives them some sort of resource. This is very important to me, and I am lucky I get to see that quite a bit, said Murphy. Charitable giving program, which BSB holds to benefit towns beyond Belmont, where they have branches, including Watertown, Waltham, and Newton donated $30,000 to organizations nominated by the public. Five charitable programs are selected each year to receive $10,000, $8,000, $6,000, $4,000, and $2,000 at an award ceremony organized by the Belmont Savings Bank. Belmont Savings Bank is also a partnership with the Watertown Education Foundation, the WEF, donating $50 for every Watertown Education Rewards checking account open to the WEF. The WEF also gets paid interest based on the branches in the account. The donation is rewarded every year at the annual FE, WEF spelling bee. The Belmont Savings Foundation, when BSB went from a private bank, mutual savings bank to a public bank in 2011, the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation was established. Since then, it has grown from $2 million to $5 million, according to Tovan. In 2016, the foundation awarded grants totaling uh, 1,506,970. Marion?
2: Local mosques to open doors. Widespread Misunderstanding About Islam Cited by Colin A. Young. Sixteen mosques across Massachusetts will open their doors for an open mosque day in April to provide an opportunity for people to meet their Muslim neighbors and learn more about Islam. Sponsored by the Massachusetts chapter of the Council for American Islamic Relations, the April 2 event will include a mosque tour, and a brief introduction of Islam, and attendees will be invited to witness a Muslim prayer service. In this time of widespread misunderstanding about Islam, we hope to show our communities that their Muslim neighbors live, pray, and dream just like anyone else. Wafa Wahabi of the American Islamic Center in Everett stated, we're proud to open our doors on this day and every day. The many local mosques will participate in the April 2 Open Mosque Day events from 3 to 6 p.m. The Islamic Society of Boston-Cambridge at 204 Prospect Street, Cambridge, is among them. Two other mosques, the Worcester Islamic Center and Al-Hoda Society of Chelsea, will hold separate open mosque days in May, according to KerMA. Ma. CARE is America's largest Muslim civil liberties and advocacy organization, with a mission to enhance the understanding of Islam, encourage dialogue, protect civil liberties of all people, and build coalitions that promote justice and mutual understanding. Martha?
0: Still grieving? Get support. Have you lost a loved one recently or in past few years? Are you looking for quiet space? Welcome support and fellow travelers on the road of bereavement. Death changes everything in our lives. Sometimes others don't understand the pain and loneliness of grief. Be kind to yourself and consider attending a six-week bereavement program at the Beach Street Center beginning April 11th from 3 to 4:45 p.m. This program is a low-key gathering designed to explore ways to express and channel your grief. The instructor will use stories, pictures, music, video clips, and casual sharing as tools for finding your new normal after the death of your loved one. Participants interacted only in ways that are comfortable for them. The space is welcoming and the sessions are both thoughtful and enjoyable. You will discover sympathetic listeners and understanding hearts in the group. Is it time for you to move out of the darkness of your grief and into the light of your future? The sessions are facilitated by Anne Marie Mahoney, who as a Pastoral Associate has developed this program based on her work in dying, death, grief, and trauma. She weaves her interests in the creative arts into the activities she offers and the movie clips, poetry, music, and stories she shares. Past participants have found this program a welcome oasis in their sadness. Jonathan?
1: Belmont Bank to host Becca Peasy Family Fun Run. Belmont Savings Bank announced it will be sponsoring Belmont's second annual Becca Peasy Family Fun Run at 7:30 am, April 30th, 221 Concord Ave. <clears throat> the run will be organized by Peasy and the Belmont Boosters. We are excited to be sponsoring the second annual Becca Peasy Fun Run, our support for such a wonderful, motivating member of the Belmont community, said Bob Mahoney, president and CEO of Belmont Savings Bank. Becca is a role model in the town of Belmont, demonstrating the importance of hard work, dedication, and good health. We are proud to support her and her mission. The Family Fun Run is a 5K race in the celebration of Peasy." and her accomplishment is being the first American female runner to complete the World Marathon Challenge. The race includes a one-mile for, for kids as well. I can't wait to see the members of my hometown and the running community come together for a second year in a role as part of the family fun run, said PZ, I am especially thankful to the Belmont Savings Bank for its continued support in making this event possible. The race will begin and end at the Belmont High School track. Registration begins at 7.30 a.m. The 5K begins at 9.30 a.m., and the one-mile kids' run starts at 9 a.m. All proceeds from the race will benefit the Besapizzi Scholarship Fund and the Belmont Boosters. We are thrilled to be a part of the second annual Becca PZ run along with Belmont Savings Bank, said Curtis Cole, vice president of the Belmont Boosters. Becca is an incredible athlete and an inspiration to our community. As part of the proceeds will go to the scholarships for Belmont high school athletes. We are excited to see the turnout this year and we are looking forward to another successful run. Marion?
2: Mass Audubon to host animal-inspired art exhibit. Seabirds and Waders, Barnyard Animals, and Wild Critters will be on display April 1 to 30 at Mass Audubon Habitat Wildlife Sanctuary, 10 Juniper Road. The mixed media works are by Diana Morse and Emily Morse, who will host an artist's reception 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. April 23rd. Emily Morse, a Monhegan Island painter, studied classical drawing in Florence, Italy, and went on to the fine arts program at Boston University with a concentration in painting. Emily's work focuses on island landscapes in oil and still life drawings in pastel. Diana Morse, a Cambridge area watercolorist, was a longtime member of Marion Perry's Atelier at the Radcliffe Seminars. Her work focuses on imaginary landscapes and abstracted subject matter. For this show, she portrayed gestural drawings and paintings of seabirds and wading birds as well as other creatures in the wild. Her work is mainly done on paper, including acrylic paintings, monoprints, charcoal drawings, and watercolor. Inspired by Emily's cow looking out of a of its barn stall, sisters Diana Morse and Emily Morse decided on presenting a variety of birds and animals doing their thing, sometimes in playful situations or other times in rustic settings, depicted in different types of media.
0: Martha? Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking News. Please join us next week.